Welcome back. Welcome back. New episode of the Second String Podcast. Pistons time, baby. I wish I could. You know that sound that going to work Pistons used to always use? I think it's a piston noise or a heat or a steam whistle. The I wish I could somehow insert that right here. Pistons time. It's all Pistons, baby. We're talking Troy Weaver. We're talking draft picks, free agent signings, what the team's going to look like this year, where we're going to finish. The next couple of years, Imani Bates season, Cade Cunningham season. We're talking Jeremy Grant, Plumley, Blake Griffin. Is he going to stick around for the year next year? Where's he going to be in six months? Killian Hayes. People are talking, folks. Rookie of the year? They're not saying that. You know what they are saying? MVP of the whole goddamn league. That's what people are saying. Not me. Not me just now. That's not who's saying it. People are saying it, though. Your NBA junkies of the world. So it's all Pistons. I don't think <clears throat> since the conception of this podcast, I don't think I've done a pure Pistons episode. So I'm actually pretty excited to pull one out there. I know there are plenty, not only Pistons fiends, but NBA fiends in the Stringhead community. So I'm excited to feed you guys a little bit of a, a little bit of something, something special. Um. I do have a special guest on as well. Eli Bashi, Twitter Piston savant, expert, fan, whatever you want to call it. He joins me. Uh, he helps me break it down. As you know, I've said it a billion times. Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, as far as the Detroit teams. I don't really give a shit about the Pistons. I mean, sorry. When they suck ass all the time, that's kind of the outcome. That's the byproduct. I'd love to get into them. We got Killian Hayes. We got Sadiq Bay. We got some interest. Seku hopefully makes a jump. We got some interesting cats this year. I'd love to fucking get drawn in and become enthralled with the Detroit Pistons 2020-2021 season. I would love nothing more. Will it happen? Probably not. Will I watch the first few games? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. I want to see what Killian Hayes is all about. So we break it down. Hope everybody enjoys um, your Pistons. What, first preseason game? This is going to come out on Wednesday. First preseason game's Friday. So right around the goddamn corner, we I'm giving you I'm giving you everything you need going into this Pistons season. Eli joins me. I appreciate him coming on at Eli Bashi NBA on Twitter. I'll tag him all that shit anyway. Um, but hope everybody enjoys. Pistons season's here. Too. I'm joined by Twitter insider, Pistons expert, savant, if you will, Eli Bashi. Eli, thanks for coming on, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right, so right off the get-go, right from the jump, how do we feel about Troy Weaver? I want to hear it straight from you. How do we feel about everything? I think Troy Weaver has done what, like, the past two Pistons GMs have needed to do, and that's just – blow the entire thing up and stop trying to form these like mediocre like eight seed ceiling teams <laughs> that are just full of like injury prone players um and I think he did an amazing job at you know we went in we we went into the draft we were like you know we have one pick we're gonna probably pick Killian Hayes at seven who knows what else we're going to do. And then he was able to acquire three more picks, like for Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown, who, while they're good players, 
they're probably not going to be like starting level championship contending players in their career. And the hope is that, you know, we're coming in with like four of the guys we had on the team last year. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of, it's refreshing to see, you know, how quick things have turned around. And now we kind of have like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Where before it was just like pitch black, you know, we don't know what's happening. We might be an eight seed again. You know, Blake Griffin's health is all that matters. But now it's like <laughs> even it doesn't now Blake Griffin's health legitimately does not matter for the purposes of this team. I mean, he's get, trading him. Yeah, I was going to say he's got to be like if a deal comes around, he's got to be on the way out. Right. Oh, if he's if he's healthy up until the trade deadline, I see no way unless legitimately nobody wants him which if he's healthy, I can't see how like a team like the Trailblazers or someone wouldn't throw an offer. Yeah, I mean, John Wall, I guess they got traded for each other, but John Wall and Russ, like if those dudes are getting traded, someone's yeah, got to take Blake. Um, It's just like, I don't see how you don't trade him. You know, yeah. he doesn't fit. He's got like, he's making like 41 mil or something next year. Expired. He's going to be an expiring, but I don't know if you want to risk him getting hurt in between then to trade him as an expiring, I don't think it's worth it. I think you should just as yeah. soon as you can trade him. Especially um, like if, if Weaver straight up is like, we're just going to be ass for these next three years. Give me Cade Cunningham. Give me Imani Bates. Then we got to get rid of Blake. Like the only purpose he'd serve here is to just make us a little bit better than we should be if he's healthy which is completely counterproductive to what we should be doing. Um, all right. Draft, though. I feel it felt like, based off Twitter, literally everybody that's ever watched the Pistons wanted them to take Killian Hayes. You – did you want that on Yeka guy, right? Or where were you at? with who? I was like, I wouldn't be mad if they picked either him or Killian. Mm -hmm. But then he went the pick before us, so I was like, oh. It's Killian. The pick yeah. is Killian, and I'm fine with that. And that's like, because if we had like, if we had like the fifth pick, or like the fourth pick, we were probably picking Killian anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, it's better to get him at seven than four, because you're just paying him like two million less. Mm -hmm. I was so, psyched. Yeah, Killian is one of my favorite draft picks of like the decade. Of I the decade now for the but, for the pistons i mean that it's not like he's going up against any heavyweights really but no no <laughs> the best draft pick was andre drummond before that and he's not yeah. he doesn't have much competition i've been seeing some stuff some clips of him just dishing out assists and uh in training camp so far um this is the first time like legitimately that i can remember where i'm like kind of excited to watch the pistons a little bit this year it's Usually weird because they're, like, we know they're going to be bad this year. Yeah, so ass. it's weird that, like, there's more excitement than I've, like, ever seen about mm -hmm. the team. I mean, it's almost – it's just because Killian's going to play. They've already said Killian's going to play. Um, Sadiq, 
seems like he's going to play some too, right? Yeah. And then Isaiah too. Uh, pretty much if they play defense, Dwayne Casey will give them minutes. Yeah, so it's like right off the bat with three rookies, kind of exciting. And then everybody else, like you said, there's only, what, four guys that are – Yeah, and there's still Seku, who I kind of consider – I throw him in there with the rookies because oh, yeah. he didn't really get much run last year. Yeah, Seku, same thing. So, uh, I mean, he's 19, so he's pretty much a rookie. Everyone's been saying – I keep reading uh, everyone like Casey and everyone's like, Seku's so much stronger. He's so much more mature, which is high expectations now for Seku. They're, yeah, they're really hyping him up, and I hope he lives up to like all the stuff they're saying about him and all the stuff he said about himself. What was he saying about himself? Um, like he was saying this year – is going to be nothing like last year for me. I'm so much better. I'm so much like, <sighs> like, oh, I was like, man, let's Seku. go. <laughs> let's go, Seiku. Let's go. So the Pistons might just win the East this year. <laughs> they might just mess Yeah, up. a lot of things would have to happen. But, yeah, yeah, the Pistons. Seiku becomes Pascal Siakam just like that. Yeah, exactly. That's like what we Griffin need. plays like he did in 2019. Killian Hayes becomes D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I don't see why not. Killian Hayes has been in the lab for the last nine months just getting that jumper, right? He's fifth in uh, rookie of the year odds. He's fifth? Yeah. Who's one right now? Uh, I think either Obi Toppin or oh, Lamelo. Wow. That's surprising. I think Obi. James Wiseman's up there. Dude, I was – I feel – so, I don't know if you listen to Bill Simmons ever, but I was listening to him a while back, and whenever they talk about the Pistons, they just shit on the Pistons every time they ever get mentioned. Um, I can't even imagine, and this other dude one time was defending us saying, because Detroit's ticket sales blow and nobody goes to the games, obviously, because they suck. But he was saying how, like, if things were right in Detroit, Pistons would have a huge fan base. Detroit would be a great basketball city, all this and all this stuff which I actually totally believe, like if the Pistons were good, Detroit would be rocking throughout the basketball season where it's like, even though, like you said, we're going to be trash this year, but even if Killian Hayes, it's like this kid's pretty decent already, I feel like it'll be the most life that's been in the organization and the fan base, I don't know, since like before 2010. I don't even know when the last time. Yeah, no, like if – like, let's say, hypothetically, Killian wins Rookie of the Year, Sekou takes a jump. Like, in the 2021-22 season, like, they're probably going to sell out some games because fans are, like, actually excited about a young team that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of fair-weather fans in Detroit, but, like, they come when, you're, when you have hope and when you're yeah. winning. Like, even yeah. when – even in, like, 2016, we made the playoffs – um, you know, we thought we were going to be better the next year. Fans like fans were selling out some games in 16, 17, uh, even, even after they were an eight seed. That's just how it is. Like if you win, the people will come. Yeah. Especially in Detroit, dude. I think the Pistons, obviously it's not like LA or Chicago or New York, but I feel like this is still kind of like a basketball town. It's a sports town in yeah. general. Like, yeah. we don't have much else other than our four <laughs> yeah. sports teams. <laughs> That's true. That's we have true. bad weather and four sports teams. That's true. We'll take – I mean, I'll take that, though. Yeah, it's a, it, 
the Pistons too, bad boys, the going to work teams, like there's some hit. We're not just nobodies in the NBA landscape. We had like, I think like 230 straight sold out games in like the mid 2000s. Yeah, that's wild. Like they will come if you're a good team. Yeah, it's like everywhere. Because I'm even one of those guys. Like, I'm never going to go see last year's Pistons team. Or, like, I'll go see them once, but I'm never going to go a bunch of times. But if the Pistons are winning games and shit, like, I'd I'd go a few games. I wouldn't hate watching a good basketball team. Sounds fun. Um, Another thing. So, similar to Blake Griffin, where we're at with them, D. Rose. Are you looking – are you of the camp, like – Hopefully he plays well halfway through the season. We get rid of him for some picks or whatever. Or are you like, let's keep him around and show Killian the ropes? I think by the trade deadline, he'll have shown Killian like all all he has to offer. And then I think you trade him for like either a late first or like two or three seconds, something like that to a contender. Because we just gave up three seconds to get rid of Luke Kennard. Yeah. So I think Troy Weaver is going to try to get some seconds back Yeah. that he can also use as, like, trade assets. I love D-Rose, too. He's, like, one of the guys last year that made the team entertaining a little bit. Yeah, he tried his best to make last year's team entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. Dwayne Casey running every single play through him (laughs) tried to make us, like, competitive. He did his best. See, D. Rose, too, I would love him to be here when we're competitive because his personality, too, I feel like fits. Would Like, people would just be obsessed with the guy if he was the backup point guard on, like, a winning Pistons team. Yeah. It's a shame. I could see him, could see him going back to Chicago at some point in his career. Yeah, that'd be cool. Finishing it out there. That'd be cool. I, dude, I want that guy to, like, win something. That would be – because he's yeah. been – he had the fir- early years in Chicago, and then since then, he's just been on losers. Yeah, it'd be good for him. Good for his, I mean, I guess, credibility if he would win something and be, like, a part of it. We should have swung him to uh, – didn't the Lakers want him last year? Yeah, but they wanted to give us, like, Caruso. Oh. <laughs> they wanted, like, a Caruso-Derek Rose swap. Like, get out of here. Air Caruso, baby. Man, like <laughs> – I don't want we don't watch your garbage Lakers <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I was pissed um so I'm a Michigan State guy I was pissed that they went to they scooped up Schroeder I wanted them to take Cassius Winston with their first round pick so bad this year yeah I, I, I actually wanted him to go to the Lakers too I would have been perfect I was <laughs> I was pretty sad about that but whatever all right free agency though this is what so draft day I was totally on board with Troy. I was a Killian guy as well. Um, And then Isaiah Stewart, he was actually going to go to MSU too. So I remember like in high school when he was coming out, reading about him, like, like Vernon Carey was ranked way ahead of him and other, all these guys. And I would read about how this like Isaiah Stewart dude is actually very underrated purely based on like his motor and work ethic and stuff like that. And then Sadiq is just like a prototype NBA wing. So I was all in on the draft, all in. And then he signed Mason Plumley for a shit ton of money and let Christian Wood go. Do you know, like, is he just picking Mason Plumley over Christian Wood or what the hell happened? No, I think 
I think Christian Wood probably – they probably offered Christian Wood like 11 or 12, and then that was like we're, – we we're just can't go over that. And he was like, that's fine. I'm going to go to Houston for like around 15. You yeah. know, and Houston's – and he wants to win too. And like they probably told him like, Christian, you know, we're not really trying to win this year. So <laughs> like, you know, your whole thing about wanting to win, you know, it might not might not fit with what we're trying to do here for right now. Um, so they probably just said, you know, go to Houston and we wish you the best. And then Mason Plumley. I mean, when you look at the Mason Plumley deal, like, and you really think about it, it kind of makes sense because he's going to be your starting center until like maybe Jaleel Okafor pops off or Isaiah Stewart pops off, which is like unlikely that they're going to be better than Mason Plumley this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 30 years old. He's like in his prime. Uh, and if you ever watched the Nuggets, like, when he came in the game and Jokic sat out, like, they still played the same way. Like, Plumlee's a good passer. He's He sets good screens. He's amazing in the pick and roll. He's just going to be, like – this is the way I look at it as uh, – is um, he's going to do everything Andre Drummond did for you, but for $20 million cheaper. Yeah, there you go. So when you look at it like that, it's really – it's not that bad of a contract for either a starting center and then if he eventually becomes a backup, you have one of the best backup centers in the league for, like, $8 million. I Yeah, I mean, I don't actually hate Plumlee and his game. It was more – because I remember <clears throat> there was just that one day where it was, like, every 10 minutes something was happening with the Pistons. So it was hard to even keep track of everything that was going down. But it, it – the the way the money was working, I remember like thinking that he, there was a way Weaver could have kept Wood if he wanted to. Now I don't know if like it went to, if Detroit say would have offered him yeah twelve if he was like now it's still too little like obviously I don't know how all that shit went down, but because then I remember Christian Wood tweeting being like. No, I, I like Detroit. Like, I would have stayed in Detroit, which then made me think Weaver was like, you can just go. We don't care. Which then I was like, dude, this guy is – how are we letting this dude just walk for free? Didn't make sense. Yeah, like, the thing, the thing with that is, like, I feel like if Troy Weaver was the GM, like, this year, like mm-hmm. this past season, and he didn't get hired in the off season. I feel like Troy Weaver would have traded Christian Wood at the deadline yeah. rather than letting him walk right now. Like Ed Stefanski was in charge and like, I think he was thinking, yeah, we're probably going to re-sign Christian Wood. But then Troy Weaver comes in with his own vision and he's probably like, yeah, if I was here, I would have just gotten rid of him at the trade deadline. Cause right. clearly Troy Weaver doesn't care about anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Trading <laughs> Bruce and Luke, yeah. like just, out of nowhere cold blood yeah no like I don't think Troy Weaver cares about anybody's you know attachment to anyone so I think that the Christian Wood thing I think they had a set price they were like we're not going over this for Christian Wood he might not fit the timeline we're trying to implement you know we want to be good in a couple of years we don't want to be good right now he might win us too many games right now and then there's also like Again, like the small sample size thing, like he only did it in like 20 games. Can he, can he do it over an entire season? Mm-hmm. I think his shooting is going to take a big drop. 
I don't think he's going to be shooting 40% from three again like he was last year in those, like, 20 games after Andre got traded. I think we'll see, like – I think we'll see his efficiency go down in yeah. Houston. He was, and, uh, I, I mean, he's going to be good, but I think – I think he'll still have to earn that $15 million. So how much – obviously the money makes sense, but do you think a fair amount of it was Weaver thought, like, this dude's pretty good, we'll actually win more – like, I'm trying to just lose every game. You think that was some of it where he's like, dude, I don't – like, this guy's a good player. I don't want to be good. Let's get rid of him. I think that has something to do with it. And just, like, he's turning 26 this year. And all your core guys are like around 19, 20, 21. Yeah. It, it would just be kind of, uh, I think he, he made a choice between Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood. Hmm. And I think he saw Jeremy, Jeremy Grant's also 26. And I think he's like, Jeremy Grant has never gotten an opportunity, you know, and he's like, he's good when he's like the fourth option. Let's see. Let's see if we can make Jeremy Grant something if he's right. like the second option. Right. You think you think Jeremy Grant's same type deal? Like, hopefully, as a second option, now this guy's a different player than maybe people thought he was before, and all of a sudden he's flipping him for some draft picks. I think he's definitely going to average more points. Uh, his efficiency might drop off a little bit, but I think he could average like between sixteen and eighteen a game, something like that. And then I mean, it just depends because his like. His isolation numbers and, like, his pick-and-roll numbers are not there. And that's usually what you need for, like, a guy who's going to be, like, a second option. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much all he did in Denver was, like, be a spot-up shooter and, yeah. you know, pump fake and drive. Mm-hmm. So it just it depends how much how much he wants to be, like, that type of, um, like, isolation threat. I liked his game in Denver, too, especially in the playoffs this year. I thought he was, like, defensively, I mean, he's just super athletic, long, and then, yeah, he hits threes. It's like the, all of those guys never can have too many of them. He's kind of – he reminds me of Tayshaun Prince. I like that comparison for him. Yeah. A comparison Pistons fans can understand. Yeah, that's that'll do. That's a good comparison. I'll take that all day. That's, like, my, my dream with all these guys. Like, Josh Jackson's kind of same category. Like, nothing would make me happier than them just tearing it up this year or the next two years or whatever. And then all of a sudden we're just getting these draft picks nobody ever thought these dudes would be worth at this time. I, gotta I think bl- that's Troy yeah. Weaver's hope, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be nice. Um, where are you at as far as, let's say uh, – Let's say the Pistons, we do get the number one pick next year. Cade Cunningham guy? Um, I haven't done much research. Um, I like that dude from Kentucky. Yeah, Boston. Boston. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, he's um, sick. Who's the guy that the guy that got hurt like a couple nights ago? Uh, like Suggs? Jalen Yeah, Suggs. yeah, yeah. I like him too. Yeah, he's sweet. There's um, some good ones. There's like this class. Everyone was bagging on this past class, but this next class, there's some some very nice players. See, people are bagging on the last class, but that's just because they had so much time to like look at the prospects and yeah. like just identify every single nitpick, all of their 
all of their weaknesses and stuff. Like, usually it's not like that. Usually it's like March Madness, and then like a month later we have the draft, you know, and it's like – That's true. Uh, it's like we don't have that much time usually. But now, like with the pandemic, we had like a whole year to just keep looking at these prospects, and it's like, oh, man – this guy's really not good at all this stuff. But normally, we wouldn't even know about half of those right. like, weaknesses. You, these guys, they weren't doing, like, private workouts either, were they? They they were doing them, like, over Zoom. So we didn't really get to see – we didn't get to see anything. There was no combine and stuff. So, so they're just – normally we have a combine, and we could see how much these guys improved, like, in their little off season. But yeah. we didn't get to see anything this year. So people calling it – they're going to call it a weak draft class like every single year. So it doesn't even phase me at this point. Yeah, I when feel people like call I, draft classes weak. Some guys are going to just pop off. Yeah, facts. Like I remember people saying uh, the year Donovan Mitchell got drafted. And people were like, oh, that draft's so top heavy. You know, I think it was like, I don't know, Brandon Ingram maybe in that class, like uh, Ben Simmons maybe. I don't know. But then you have guys at like 13, like Donovan Mitchell and then they just become superstars. Like, right. that's going to happen. Yeah. Killian Hayes. Yeah, Case exactly. Point. Guy's going to win an MVP. He can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, so what do you think? You think we're going to be trash? I mean, we're, we're just – it's probably a lock to be trash. Uh, D. Rose, D. Rose said something that, like, he kind of said, like, we're kind of like the Miami Heat from last year in a way. Oh, d- and I was like, I don't well, I don't think he was, like, trying to say that. But I think he was saying, like, we have a mix. We have that kind of mix of, like, young guys and, like, vets. Like, me and Blake are, like, Jimmy and, like, yeah. Dragic. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, you're we don't have Eric Spolstra. And we also don't know what these rookies are right now. <laughs> so I think uh, – I think they're going to be bad. They're probably going to float around 12, 13 in the East, maybe 14. That'll do. I don't think they're going to be – I've seen a lot of people putting them at 15. I don't think they're worse than the Cavs or Knicks. Mm. But I do think they are very far away from a playoff team. That's good, though, man. That's – like, that's been the problem with Detroit is just for some reason – like itching to make the eight seed and then you yeah. just don't get anybody. They always end up at like nine, 10, 11. Like the why? Whole, the whole past why? decade, they were nine, 10, 11. Yeah. Why? I can't stand. It's like the lions too. It's like, just be, just be really bad. Just be really bad for a little bit. Like, dude, you look at like the tigers and red wings, obviously both are trash right now too, but both of them, or at least like kind of coming out the other side of the rebuild where they both the last three years have been the worst team in the league every single year. And all of a sudden now both the Tigers and Red Wings, like they got players, they got prospects and hopefully in like five years, they're good again, where it's like the Pistons just get these like B minus C plus prospects because they are obsessed with getting swept in the first round of the playoffs. Shit is so annoying, dude. And then the Blake Oh. Yeah, the Blake trade was Stan Van Gundy trying to save his job. Yeah. And he got fired. So, didn't work well, Stan. <laughs> Just screwed him over and then he leaves. 
And now he's on the Pelicans, who have, like, some of the best young talent in the league. <laughs> I know. That'll be interesting. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of uh, excited to watch them this year. I'm excited to see SVG on a sideline again. Yeah, is he like uh, – what kind of coach is he – is he supposed to be like a young guy player's coach? No, he's never been that. He's always been like a – he's kind of like Dwayne Casey where like he he's like you have to earn it, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Luke Kennard came out of college and like – I mean, if you watched Luke Kennard in college, like dude had swag. He was pretty sweet. There's a reason he got drafted at 12. Yeah. And then Stan was like, oh, he can't play defense. He does not deserve to get any minutes. And then that kind of just destroyed Luke's yeah. confidence, I think. Yeah. And then Luke, like, took, like, two years to actually become, like, what I thought he could become in his rookie year. Kind of like how, like, Tyler Hero last year, like, him and Luke are pretty similar players, uh, except Tyler Hero had Eric Spolstra, who said, you know, here's the green light. Just go yeah. out and, you know, you can make mistakes. You can just be you. And then I think, like, you put you, – you replace Tyler Hero with rookie Luke Kennard. I think it's the same thing. But, you know, you had coaches like Stan Van Gundy and Dwayne Casey who are, like, so hell-bent on their, like, you got to make young players <laughs> earn it. You know, you can't just throw them into the fire. Yeah. And I don't think that's good for young players. But I think on the Pelicans, he really has no choice. Like he has to play the young players. Yeah. Uzi, he's going to play like, I don't know, he's going to play Derek Favors over Zion and stuff yeah. like that. No like, chance. No. no chance. Plus, like, all those young guys, too, have just been the man their entire lives. Like, at any level, they've been sick. If they don't play defense, like, their high school coach isn't benching them for not playing defense. So it's like you gotta kind of like realize like these dudes have been they've been calling the shots since they were they picked up a basketball. Yeah, I that that stuff bothers me too. Where it's like the old like just like old man way of thinking. It's like yeah. dude, just let them fucking ball out. Oh God, is Dwayne Dwayne on the hot seat this year? Or are we keeping him around? I I said yesterday on the radio with my guy Tony, I said if if Dwayne isn't developing these dudes right, I don't think Troy Weaver will have a problem shipping yeah. Dwayne out of here. Like if, Dwayne? if Troy doesn't like what's going on with the team, if Troy, if Dwayne isn't like sticking to Troy's vision, I think Dwayne could go this year. Is Dwayne supposed to be pretty decent at developing talent or no? Uh, I think people overrate him a lot. People give him the credit for, like, developing Pascal Siakam and, like, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan and Fred Van Vliet. And I'm like, you guys realize they didn't – well, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar, they, they were good under Dwayne. But, like, Pascal and, like, Fred Van Vliet, like, they didn't pop off till Dwayne was gone. Yeah. And Fred Van Vliet has quotes saying, like, yeah, the reason we could never, like, get out of the Eastern Conference Finals is because we never made adjustments under our previous coach. Oh, God. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. There's your boy, Dwayne. That's, that's a terrible quote. I mean, they so people, people were, you know, you remember the whole Fred Van Vliet saga in free agency? Pistons fans yeah. were, like, torn on whether they wanted Fred Van Vliet. I kept For telling a bag. people, like, yeah, I kept telling people, 
do you not know like he's he's not very fond of Dwayne Casey as a coach? <laughs> yeah, no, keep him out of here. And what did he what did he get? Like over twenty? Uh, I think he got uh twenty one, something like that. Yeah, like that's that's wild. Four year, For, like eighty four or something. Yeah, that's too much money. Too much money. Are this you think Pistons? So all these guys that they just got on contract, it's like the net in like two years they because they're all timed up to expire at the same time, right? Was it two years from now? Yeah. So you think then, hopefully, Killian, Seku, all these dudes are a little bit further along. Maybe we get, like, an Imani Bates, fingers crossed. And then you think where Tom Gores is like, we're giving this dude all of the money in the world to come play in Detroit. Like, we start hitting free agency. Um, I think – well, you got to remember, we got to play, we got to pay these young guys eventually too. Yeah, that's true. So actually. like, God damn it. Yeah, it's kind of, I see like a four-year window where like, if we want to compete, probably like 2024, 2025, because is going to get paid if Seku like is good. Seku's getting paid in two, three years. So. Hopefully they're good. Hopefully by damn, then. Damn, bro. We need – I want us to get Imani Bates so badly. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard to build a team. You need a lot of luck. I know. I feel like this – It's so much luck, luck to build a good team. I mean, the Pelicans had, like, I think the ninth best lottery odds, and they ended up with Zion. That'll help. So, it's just – and the and then the Grizzlies right after had the eighth best lottery odds, with, and, and they yeah, ended ja. up with Ja. So, What's it's just the, luck. When's the last time the Pistons have gotten some wild lottery luck? Like Darko? Is that it? That wasn't even our pick. That was the Grizzlies pick. So, like, I don't think – in 13 draft lotteries, we've never moved up from where we were. That's sickening. Yeah. That's sickening. Like last year we had the fifth best odds, and we got the seventh pick. How, dude? How, how can they explain that 13 times and we've never moved up? I think I mean maybe hopefully they'll they'll make it up to us and in two give years us, they'll give us Imani Bates that's at the number pl- one hometown he'll boy. Be like he'll be like our LeBron you know oh yeah oh yeah you will that's what I'm hoping for I'm hoping the NBA is just shamming us for now and then yeah Imani Bates comes that's around the hope. oh my God I can't uh, I it's so weird like obviously the Pistons haven't been really good in a long time but any of the teams here I can't even imagine like being good anymore yeah it's been it's been tough it's crazy to think about like early 2010s like the tigers were good the red wings are pretty good the lions made the playoffs like and now it's just oh it's dark it's dark hey three of the teams have a bright future the way i'm looking at it right now True. I mean, that's how it's been for like 60 years, you know, three of the teams have a bright future. (laughs) We're we're through, I would say we're through this uh, simultaneous dark age rebuild, though. See, and then the good thing is they might all be good at the same time. See, that's what I'm hoping for now. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. Probably not going to happen, knowing our luck, but that would be sick. And then hopefully when they all do rebuild, they don't all rebuild at the same time. So we can always just have like one team. We just need one to be good. I mean, yeah. you, usually we had the Red Wings. I know. That's Every been the- year 
we could always count on the Red Wings. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Not anymore. MSU oh. basketball is the only thing I've had for the last five years where it's like I'm like excited to watch the game because I think we're going to win. Every other team I'm a fan of, it's like these guys are terrible. Yeah, I had Michigan basketball when Beeline was here. But now, uh, I don't know, they're, they're kind of sus now. They're still, they're still, like, competitive, though. Yeah, yeah. What are they? They were ranked. Are they still ranked? I don't know. After they barely beat my Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Yeah, the Grizz like, gang. <laughs> the Grizz gang. Like, I don't know, man. The gri- Dude, that uh, point guard for the Grizzlies was – that kid was good. I was yeah, then surprised. the next game dropped, like, 33 and had, like, 10 threes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, State will just play Detroit Mercy, and they had some guard that was just murdering us. Too. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. So, like uh, Antoine Davis, I think his name is. But, yeah, he was killing us, too. Is what it is. All right, Eli. I appreciate you coming on, my friend. You got anything – any last words? Um, Just stay tuned for this season. Everybody out there, it's going to be fun, a fun one. Be patient with them. You know, they're, they're, they're still little boys, <laughs> still learning the world, you Facts. know, uh, just be patient. We'll get there eventually. Killian, rookie of the year, Seiku, most improved player. That's the hope. Lock it in. Lock That's it in. Man. All right. Thank you, sir.